I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to On Deck with Stancy. On the show, I want to tell the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. And when I started season three, I did tell you that I'm not just talking to current or former radio personalities anymore. In fact, I've decided to have more interviews that are too long or too unfiltered for radio. And this guest that I'm going to be talking to for this week is somebody who does get behind the mic, but in a different way. He's a musician, and in fact, he's the guitarist for Never the Strangers. He's also a longtime friend of mine. We go all the way back to grade school over at Xavier. His name is Bert Ong, and I'm really excited for you to hear our conversation because we get to cover a lot from uh, his creative process, how he was able to navigate his way through the music industry to being an introvert and having to put on this persona to be an extrovert just because you have to be on, you have to perform. And that's something that's incredibly relatable to me because, believe it or not, I am also an introvert. Like, I swear. Um, Somebody I once dated told me that I am an introvert disguised as an extrovert, and that's probably one of the most accurate descriptions of myself that I've ever heard. So we're going to get into that and so much more in this interview. But before we get to that, let me tell you about something that I'm incredibly passionate about, something that means a lot to me and something that should mean a lot to you as well. And that is voter registration. Now, I know, I know uh, Manila is a shit show right now. And I have no idea how voter registration will pick up in NCR. But if you're listening to this podcast and you're not in Metro Manila or if you're in an area that's under GCQ, then you should know that voter registration is ongoing until September 30 of this year. So Comelec has sort of extended it. They've also opened it up over the weekends. So if you can, please go ahead, go book an appointment over at iregistro.comelec.gov.ph. Or check out VotePilipinas.com to find out what you can do to be part of the 2022 elections as a registered voter. Sobrang importante nito. We really need to do something about the country and it's way better than sitting on our asses and watching our taxes get spent unchecked again. So please, be part of the election process. Be a registered voter. And if you can, go to iregistro.comelec.gov.ph or VotePilipinas.com right now to be part of the 2022 elections as a voter. Alright, time to get to our main event. Here is my interview with Bert Ong of Never the Strangers. So the point of season 3 for On Deck is really for me to have just these unfiltered, uncensored conversations that are too long for any radio interview. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why I brought this next guest on board. Um, there was a point pre-pandemic that we should in person so wave. 
But one thing led to another edition ng yare, so I figured, fuck it, let's bring the interview to the podcast. Please welcome my longtime friend and the guitarist of Never the Strangers, Bert Ong. What's good, buddy? Hey, man. What's up? What's up? What's up? This is just uh, one of those, uh, uh, one of those uh, windy, windy days that I'm quite uh, concerned about. But here we are. Here we are doing the thing that you love doing and doing the thing that I'm just beginning to understand because, uh, you know, a bit, a bit chatty lately. But here we are. Here we are. <laughs> oh, here we are. Here we are indeed. Um, you know, for our listeners uh, who uh, probably don't know yung, yung backstory natin as friends, we go way back. Uh, mm. We met at Savior where we both went to school. We were batchmates. And um, I think we met in grade seven, but we weren't like classmates until second year. Tas naging seatmates tayo. And that's like, like you, you're a chatty guy. I'm relatively chatty with people I'm comfortable with. So I think that's really where it all began. And uh, we like weren't really classmates for all that long because we, you know you went a different section. I went to a different section mm. and kind of lost touch. Somewhere along the way, but I would hear stories from friends. Na oh, si Bert Ong guitar master na or Bert from <laughs> AMP at the Musician School, de ba? And then bigla na lang you resurfaced uh, on my feed as Bert from Never the Strangers. So <laughs> it's it's really interesting to me to see where your career has taken you. So I just want to say right off the bat, I'm really proud of you, man. Oh wow, uh, thank you, thank you, man. I mean, <clears throat> among the uh, among the friends that uh that I've uh, known for so long, <clears throat> it means a lot to to hear that. Uh, grabe, na ito na yung mga nagagawat natin at saka ito na yung mga kinagisnan natin. So, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm also proud of you, man. Let me just throw it back, you know, and give it to you because uh, it's not too often that uh, I see a lot of uh, a, a lot of our batchmates. I, I don't know if, uh, if I'm just one of those people who are just really... Um, uh, how would I say it? Introverted in such in such um, social gatherings. Pero ane talagang ano nakakatuwa lang din na kahit pa paano nakakapag-usap tayo. Nakikita natin ng isa't isa ng ganito or yeah. through social media and we kind of get some good news. That's pretty much what we need at the moment because uh, in a way, nakikita mo na maganda yung mga napupuntahan at uh, ginagalawa ng isa't isa. In spite yeah. of your darkest timeline, eh, no? and like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can relate with you. Na introverted ka, hindi ka masado lumalabas or hindi ka masado part ng mga social gatherings. Uh, back when umaatend ako ng mga reunion, ng mga gathering from you know savior people, I would never really see you. It's part of that time na we we lost touch with one another. But now nagdisconnect na rin ako, so like, uh, mas nakakarelate na ako sa yon more than ever. So, <laughs> right? It, it's uh, I don't know. Um, I guess ako, hindi ko alam kung nakaka-relate ka, pero napagod na ako dun sa uh, mindset na, oh, nag-graduate ako from this really exclusive school. I flex kung ilan na yung property ko, ilan na yung investment ko, ilan na yung digits sa bank account ko. Ako yun yung nararamdaman ko eh. Mm, I, I think, um, I agree with you on that and because, um, I guess, in a way, you gotta kind of update with quotation marks there. Update mm. the whole situation that you're in because uh this was how you this was your persona at the time and then you know years later ito pa rin ba ano, ano na ba yung nangyari ano na yung ginagawa mo mainly so yun yung parang best foot forward mo kung yun yung best foot forward mo at the time pero at this point i guess since we can relate to the the struggles and the and the things that uh, we encounter in 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 uh 
in the industry or in the the scene that we're working in and uh, going to and fro. So parang parang mas ano eh, mas I guess mas natural at mas ma as uh, ano ba? I guess real in a sense because uh, in a way you can actually just say that hey dude I've been doing this so far and it's not really that too um, too instant but still we keep pushing forward because it's uh, it's something that we really like doing and and we we, per- we persevere in this whole thing I think I can say that about you more than uh, mm-hmm. most of the guys that we went to school school with because nakita talaga namin and you started performing as part of different uh, bands in school but I think uh, the first band I associated you with nung nasa school tayo was this little group called Campus. Tama ba? You were part of that? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Wait. Let me just parang uh, oh nga, tama. Yes. Yes. That that started I think when we were in uh, freshman year mm. because uh, there was uh, I think the transition of of uh, w- when we were still in grade school na parang may requirement na oy gumawa kayo ng group. Yes. Alam oh. Oh. Learn an instrument, gumawa kayo ng parang banda, tapos mm. pag-present kayo. Doon nagsimula yun, I think eh. Nagsimula yun doon, uh, someone said, learn how to play guitar. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Pero yung time na yun, parang, oh, sige, let's just give it a shot. And uh, yeah, I mean... Ano yung tinutug niyo? Nalala mo ba? Oh yeah, I remember this. It was a little embarrassing kasi... Parang kalahati lang yung natugtog ko. Tapos kumanta na lang yung ibang classmates ko. Kasi nakalimutan ko na yung chords. It was, uh, I think, Daniel Beddingfields, If You're Not The One. That okay. was Yeah. So hanggang alam ko lang yung mga open chords at the time. And uh, I thought that was it, you know. I thought after nun, eh, let's go back to basketball. and you know. <laughs> But no, actually, you know, uh, after a while, it really grew on me and I got more in touch with uh, the musical side that even before, you know, during the, the grade school days when we were brought up with, with, a, choir, with a choir and everything, mas, uh, parang mas napaigtingi yung interest na yun. So yun. Pero may basketball pa rin. Just to be clear, nandun pa rin yun. Pero ano, parang nadagdagan lang din yung hobby ko na ah, ito, gagawin ko to, gagawin ko to. Parang Siyempre, naalala ko yung, yung image of Bert with the guitar on stage. Pero from that point on, sa high school, yun na talaga yung parang naging branding mo eh, di ba? Like, hindi pa tayo conscious on about social media, presenting yourself a certain way. Pero like, to me, as your classmate, I think of Bert Ong, I think of a guitar. Like, that's what people already uh, knew you as, uh, if, 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 I, if I could say that. So, when you went to college, did you ever think na, oh, sige, let's explore this more? Kasi di ba, ito yung time na, Pwede ka sumali ng kung ano nung org, tapos uh, usually you drift towards either your tribe, like the people you're most like, or yung mga, yung mga tao na pare-pareho kayo ng interests. Well, I guess I could say in hindsight, I was really more on the road of discovery, self-discovery, when I went to the path that I was gonna go through in college. Parang, oh, basta yung mga pinagdaanan ko nung college. I, I took up psychology, by the way. It's a okay. Bachelor of Arts in Psychology. Tapos, um, yung intindi ko sa sarili ko nun, Malapit lang kasi yung... <laughs> malapit eh. Yun yung pinaka ano eh, Isang key factor kung bakit. Yun rin yung napili ko. Maliban sa... I wanted to understand people better. Wanted to understand myself better. And um, it was more of a... I guess an influence with the, the people at Guidance during our time. The Guidance counselors that we have. It seemed like they were more... Parang mas listener sila. I mean, 
integrally, yun naman dapat yung job mo as a oh, creative so, scout. Eh. Yeah, I mean, I guess I got interested in that whole idea because um, in listening, you you gain more knowledge, uh, ideas, and all that. So I wanted to be, I guess, a good listener. And I guess, na-connect ko na lang na if you want to be good in music as well, you gotta really know how to listen as well. So, yun na yung parang stepping stone ko. And then when I look at the, I guess, the syllabus of uh, conservatories and, you know, the requirements that you need, I got, um, I guess, overwhelmed at the time. Kasi nung time na yun, parang kailangan marunong ko magbasa talaga ng, ng sheet music, kailangan magaling yung tenga mo. Tapos you have to play specific pieces to, to get in or at least have a, a good impression towards the people who are gonna see you perform besides the the, the exams that you're gonna take. So, yun, naging ano yun, parang, oh no, mm. paano to? What, what am I gonna do? I only know the the pop hits or the, at the time, and you know, the rock and roll chords. And so, so I just thought maybe by understanding and being, by understanding people and um, and understanding myself and have, being a good listener, mas ma gagawin ko ng paraan yung yung music side kasi meron naman nung nakapasa na ako sa sa Ateneo meron namang ding musical org which focuses more on how you build the community regarding uh, the music that you like and uh, the band situation i mean it wasn't necessarily about learning the scales it was more about getting gigs or getting shows to play in so it's so mas practical compared to yung yeah, theoretical was, side ng conservatories from the way you describe it Yes, and I guess if that fades away throughout my stay in college, at least meron akong career path din naman na pwede pang talagang going, should I say, plan B or something that I right, could right. I could really focus on besides the music that I that I enjoy and love because uh, at that time then, diba, parang it wasn't as um, I would say diverse in my career choices compared to before. Parang now even the internet is a clear career choice for a lot of people oh. yet so sabi ko at the time baka baka mas okay na kahit pa paano meron akong thing na ganito so in case na anon pero hindi rin yun yung focus parang yun lang yung parang naging mga pieces that allowed me to actually um carry on with the, the with my education and fun parts of college life and all that I want to go back to something you said about yung conservatories and how the mm-hmm. prospect of getting into it nakaka-intimidate for you. So, from your perspective, since sabi mo nga hindi ka naman classically trained, meron bang pagka-gatekeeper-y vibes yung mga classically trained or yung mga nasa academe, sa conservatory side na parang for someone like you, nararamdaman mo tuloy na outsider ka or na parang lesser kind of musician yung mga pop musicians. You know what I mean? Siguro nung kabataan ko lang, <laughs> Sorry. Lang yun kasi, na, parang tanda mo ni. Well, it was the tender age, I guess, 17, 16, because I had friends who really graduated from conservatory. And I couldn't understand the jargons that they have. You know, like, play the fourth, you know, or you do the quartal thing. Hindi ko magets pa yun at the time. Pero, you know, hanging out with people from conservatory through the years and uh, understanding the hard work and the integrity and all the and knowing the stories of how they got in mas na tamed down na yung intimidation at saka yung overwhelmed uh, feeling ko kasi parang pareho lang din lang pala eh parang nag-aaral lang din talaga pero 
well at least in the mindset of a younger bird imbis na fun lang siya sa ito mas mas mis, mis structure siya so i guess i also got scared of the structure of what music would provide me because for me it's more of a flow it's just a great feeling and flow that you go with you ride with and it shouldn't interfere with the left brain situation that you go through every now and then when i was younger okay so it, it was that feeling na parang dapat masaya dapat enjoy yun yung nangingibabaw dapat for for me kaya nung nas naitindihan ko na through the years yung mga bagay-bagay mas na gets ko na na hindi pala yun yung point yung point lang pala is well at least in my perspective conservatory explains why you have fun why you feel this way and why you kind of get the whole aspect yung pala yun, yung pala yun. Pero madali ba siyang intindihin as someone who's not classically trained? Kasi di ba, nung na, nasa industriya ka na, you're making music, you're writing, you're producing, nahihirapan ka ba makipagsabayan kapag kunwari yung katrabaho mo conservatory trained? To answer first, medyo merong disadvantages pag hindi ka, pag hindi mo alam lahat eh, nung mga, mga usual things na ginagamit. Especially if you're a session player and you can't read so much. If you're not good on the side part, you gotta really trust your ear and and your timing and your rhythm. Because pag hindi mo masabayan, medyo you kinda more or less lose the plus points of being in a gig or in the next gig. Pero hindi naman siya ganong kahirap. Because I guess well to me, because honest na ako. Ah wait, hindi ko gets yan. So parang tinutulungan na lang nila ako. Tapos na intindihan ko na lang later on, and then I learn. So it's more of that. It's more of the, the learning of uh, being able to adapt to those deficiencies or those things that you don't know. And then, sasabayan mo na lang uh, all in all. Tapos, I guess, kung in terms of, uh, if you're coming in cold, like, you don't know. Really, you don't know. You just really have to trust the things that are immediately familiar I don't know if that would make sense. Pero parang, kung meron pa rin familiarity, eh, kung nagbabad ka sa music all your life, maririnig mo yun at may intindihan pa rin naman yun ng mas knowledgeable person na sobrang pinag-aralan yung music. Parang, pwede bang tunog malambing? Magigets yun, magigets right. yun. Pwede bang medyo galit ka, pero malumanay pa rin? Yung parang, ano ka, dismissive, pero... Pero hindi ka masyadong nagpapakita ng anger. Parang nagtatampo ka lang. Gagigets pa rin yun. So, you know, those descriptions kind of help. And um, nakikiri pa rin yun. I guess that's why, in a way, the the psych training helped because you kind of associate those feelings with certain things. You associate movements to certain things. So, I guess that kind of helped as well. Being being familiar with uh, the small idiosyncrasies and, and whatnot. Nakakatulong pala siya. Nakakatawa yung mga descriptions na binanggit mo kasi na-trigger ako eh. It takes me back to when I do voiceovers. Pag may kausap mm. akong producer or director and then they tell me na, pwede bang ano? Pwede bang friendly pero authoritative? Yung mga ganun. Like that, yeah. that's an inside joke sa voiceover community <laughs> kasi friendly and authoritative are totally opposite. Pero that's a common direction that we get. Pwede bang ano? Friendly pero authoritative. <laughs> like, how, how do you sound that way? So, I guess from a musical perspective, I, I get what you're trying to say na these are universal feelings and it's just a matter of using your instrument to express it. Like, in my case, it's voice. In your case, it's the guitar, di ba? Yes, yes, exactly. And to add to what you said, 
Kasi ako, I tried to do some voiceovers. Parang nag-apply ako, parang ganyan. Gumawa ako ng, ano ba tawag doon? Real. Real, yan, yan. And um, I'd noticed that when you do these things with uh, the associated feelings that are in the script, you gotta pitch it up a bit or yeah. lower it down. And at first I was like, what? What is this? What is this? And then I realized it's kind of like singing as well. Yes. You know, you gotta find that sweet spot that coincides or harmonizes with the context of what the the script is telling you or at least the vibe that you're getting from from the whole story. So right. nung na, na-realize ko yun, mas na, na-appreciate at nagigets ko na yung yung mga voiceover actors and such as yourself and other people who, you know, um really work with the cadence of of just speech. It's I look into that and I kind of admire the people who are very eloquent and uh, very very excellent in delivering these these particular lines. <laughs> <laughs> There's a similarity, I guess, in mm. the things that we do. Yun nga, going back to using your instrument and interpreting yung, in my case, the copy, in your case, the sheet music or the lyrics that were given to you, right? Mm. Um, I, I want to bounce off another thing that you said kanina and you were talking about how yun nga, you're naturally introverted uh, you, when when you enter a room, you're not the biggest personality. Like that's something I remember from from you growing up. So how how did you reconcile that knowing that you have to be on stage and you're not the drummer? Now you get to hide behind the kit. But in your case, you're the guitarist. Nasa medyo harapan ka parin eh. And for Never the Strangers, for example, tatatlo kayo. It's kind of hard to hide in a group of three. Mm-hmm. So how do you reconcile that knowing that your personality mo is naturally introverted? I think um, nakatulong yung sinabi nung isang professor namin sa school. Uh, you know, these social skills are skills. You just have to really continually practice it and be immersed in it. Same way that guitar playing is still a skill or singing is a skill to some extent. Kung hindi kaya ng muscle doon, baka kailangan pa ng konting shaping. Pero still a skill nonetheless. So, nakatulong yun. So, the mindset shifted from, okay, I'm an introverted person. Naging parang, bak, kaya kong gawa ng paraan to. And I also think, nakatulong din yung may time na talagang tuloy-tuloy lang yung gigs. And I have to like find a sweet spot of not talking too much and talking too much for the spiels and just getting, you know, the weekend crowd you know, the people that come out of work and just want to have a drink in the bar. Like, hey, how's everyone doing? Hey, what's up? And then uh, prior to getting into Never the Strangers, I also told my bandmates that you be friendly, be kind. Because, you know, these people that play on stage probably has the same interests as you have, you know? You could talk about guitars, you know? You like guitars, Bert, right? So maybe you could talk about your favorite guitar or your amps. Mga ganyan, mga ganun. They, you will agree into something. Kaya parang nakatulong yun. Tapos later on, paulit-ulit na lang, ina-play ko na lang hanggang sa parang nanonood na lang ako ulit ng mga comedians of how they manage themselves and, do, you know, their their cadence and their, their blocking on stage. Parang inaaral ko na lang rin yun. Well, hindi naman sobrang aral. Parang ini-enjoy ko lang muna like uh, sina Jamie Fox or um, Daniel Sloss who's just really casual with the with the confidence and all that. So, parang nakatulong din 'yun. 
I guess, nakatulong rin dahil may gitara ako. Parang, no, look at this. Look at right. my guitar. And then when I sing, oh, okay, okay, surprise. Parang may ganong factor din. Kaya hindi rin ako masyadong nape-pressure. Pagka kailangan ng kumanta or kailangan ng mag-step up ng konti. Hindi, hindi ganong ka-taxing sa akin. Pero again, being an introverted person, which is more of like, you give out the energy instead of absorbing the energy. Ganun pa rin, napapagod pa rin ako. May time oh, na pupunta pa rin ako sa corner ng bar or sa ano naman kung anong venue na, teka lang, teka lang, inom lang ako ng key or something. Ganyan. Just to collect myself and um, regain the, the strength. We're taking a break from my conversation with Bert Ong so I can tell you about one of the ways you can support the podcast and that is through your online shopping over at Lazada. Malapit na namang mag so it's another huge sale. And if you want to help out the podcast at no extra cost to you, all you have to do is to use your mobile phone, go to your browser, and hit up this URL. That's podlink.co slash 0RP. Again, that's podlink.co slash the number 0 and the letters RP. And then from there, you'll go to the Lazada app and you can click checkout. And a portion of what you spend will go to Podcast Network Asia and On Deck so I can keep doing what I do best. And that is to bring you the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. Now, let's take a quick break so I can tell you more about how you can monetize your podcast. If you're a current podcaster or plan to create your own podcast soon, let me share with you this tool that I use to help me monetize my podcast. It's called Podmetrics. Now, Podmetrics is a platform that allows you to have full control of how you monetize your podcast. You can collab with brands and choose between the many merchants that fit your podcast's audience, kind of like what I do here on Deck with Stan C. It also gives you tips and samples on how to execute your ads properly to maximize your earning potential. Plus, you can track how many of your listeners you were able to convert and know how much you've earned in real time. And cashing out is also a breeze. So if you're a podcaster, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the description of this episode and use my referral code on deck. That's O-N-D-E-C-K, no spaces in between. It's not case-sensitive either, so it's on deck, just one word. And from there, you can monetize your podcast too. How do you get yourself in your ano, yung headspace na I have to be Bert the Performer? Because as someone who shares yung dilemma of being an introvert and then needing to be in an extroverted profession, ako, to get myself into the headspace, I'm like you. I go into a corner I, or I go to the bathroom, I compose myself. Or kung may option uminom, I'll take a shot just to really get myself in that mood. So those are some of the things I do. Sometimes uh, back when we would do shows sa PWR, I would shake off the restless energy by jumping. I would pace myself or I'd get myself riled up para pag hit ng music ko, yun na, I'm in bad guy mode and I can just be an asshole. So like those are the things that, that I would do to get in that headspace. So ikaw, what would you do? By the way, ang galing nun. <laughs> ang galing. Hindi halata, pero ang galing. <laughs> ang galing nun. I think there were different levels. Before, when I could afford it, not just by the means of buying something, but more of a Kung kakayanin ng buong show, I would drink a lot, a lot, okay. like a bottle before, and then I get another bottle and just leave it on stage. But if the show does not permit me, unyare parang kailangan prevent proper ka. I pace sa holding area sa backstage para dumali yung dugo. Chakay, I guess when I'm not thinking about it, it's better. I right. think that's the the key there. So I try to just 
at one point pinapagod ko lang ng konti. Hindi yung parang mid warm up na okay ako na. Ayoko na mag-warm up. Tapos yun na. Sasalang na. Okay na yun. Pero usually yung mga go-to ko talaga is the the liquid confidence. Mm, you, liquid courage. Yeah. Yun, liquid, yun. Mm. And then I guess yung napanood ko dun before the breathing technique helps. Yeah. Because um you just want to clear it out. You want to you want to get away from the things that you're thinking and you just want to get on with it. Hey, parang okay, kailangan maganda yung makuha mo. Hindi, hindi, hindi okay la. No, you do this, you give your all. Pero hindi pa rin. Nag-iisip ka pa rin nun eh. Nag-iisip uh. ko rin. Hindi, hindi. Let's go. Ganun na eh. Ganun na lang. So, I kind of leave it at that because uh, in a way, ako, ewan ko kung ganito ka rin na. Pero, I want to surprise myself as well. In enjoying it, I want to surprise myself. So, surprise yourself how? Like, hindi mo alam kung ano mangyayari talaga sa show. You rehearse and rehearse. But you're still gonna find something throughout the show that's gonna make or break it. It's a matter of adapting to those sudden and subtle changes that really makes the show worthwhile. At least on my end. Kasi pag kunyari ikaw yung makasalo o kaya ikaw yung maka, makagawa ng something. Oh, well, while your other band is like, uh, are just you know doing it and everyone's like, oh wow, that, that was great. So, I wanna feel those particular moments in those situations kasi yun yung parang hindi mo ina-expect pero ginagalingan mo na pala. I guess the closest I can come to relating to that is kunwari sa radio and we say something so witty na in the moment mong nasabi na, na you know, you didn't realize that you had it in you. Parang wow, what a great joke or like what a great segue musically or whatever, right? Or mm-hmm. sa hosting na, ganun din, na may nasabi ka lang na sobrang, bam, it really just fit the moment without you pre-planning it. Kasi I come from a perspective where control free ka ko eh. I like having oh. a plan coming in and making sure that plan is executed from start to finish. Kaya siguro medyo bumagay din ako sa wrestling where it's a predetermined show. Like, mm-hmm. may beats ka. Diba? From the moment yes, the yes. match starts to the moment the match ends, may beats kang kailangang sundan story-wise. Parang theater. So, may simula, rising action, climax, and then denouement. Diba? So, tama, tama, tama. I, I guess it's not something that I can identify with all that much because I am a control freak. Like, that's just in my personality. Uh, well, just to add, I guess I understand that as well because in a way, nandun pa rin yung gusto kong control. Pero... That's the left brain of my of my training working. I I think I think the other training that I got from this whole music adventure would be the improvisational aspect. Right, where, that's the fun part. Yeah, where you jam to a blues jam or to a jazz or something. Paso ka lang game. Tugtug ka, enjoyin mo. It's really improv. You're communicating and you don't know what's gonna happen, but you're gonna connect and you're still gonna create some great music along the way. So parang dun, dun yung excitement na hinahanap ko kasi mm. in many cases we rehearse these things and we push through with with uh with all the the sets that we kind of like sort of less nitpick and arrange to a T and then you know stuff happens. So right. what would you do when you know the thing that you always been planning suddenly you derails and goes to a different direction. You got to adapt to that. So I guess being able to have that training is the thing that I kind of look forward to at 
every now and then because uh, iba rin talaga pag jams and iba rin talaga pag uh, out of the blue yung mga nangyayari sa'yo. So, yun. Yun lang yung, baka yun lang rin yun eh. Kasi, nagko-combat rin yung, yung dalawang sides ko rin yun. I wanna be perfect! And then like, hey, chill out, man. <laughs> Ganun. Parang no, ganun. I get it. I get it. Sobrang uh-huh. gets. I wanna go back to the liquid courage bit. And mm. uh, I, I wanna ask if it's ever happened na nasobrahan ka while you're performing. Like you're sloshed beyond uh, what you would normally deem acceptable habang nasa stage ka. Wala pa namang sobrang sabog na hindi na kaya na ang layo na ng piniplay ko. Wala pa namang ganun. Pero yung siguro yung pinaka uh, matindi na is I become really chatty that it derails the whole direction of the show. Even as Ace would would be the the main person who has to like do all the spills and everything. Sometimes like, hey, maganda na bigla. Hey, what's up? Maganda na ako. Thankfully, it's the small shows. You know, thankfully it's the bar shows because um, you know, it's nerve wracking to do that. Um, when it's a uh, like a uh, a school gig or a or a or a grand stage. Ayong ay, ay, ganun. Basta, yung mga chill gigs, I can get away with it pa eh. Pero, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I guess, pa, paano, nasanay kasi ako at one point, when I had a day job, I guess, in terms of customer relations or, you know, talking to the clients, there will always be a time when you're talking, not necessarily on office work time, but also like in, and dinners and lunches mm. and there will always be that bottle of uh, of wine of whiskey or whatever that you have to learn how to to partake in so yung time na yun nung mga first few tries <laughs> parang oh, buti na lang nandun din yung mga kasama ko pag superiors talaga namumula ako at everything pero as a uh, mas na-expose ako parang mas na-gets ko na na okay this is really part of it I gotta learn how to do this yeah, handle and, your liquor and all that. Yeah, and um, in a way, nakatulong rin pala siya kasi at those times, sobrang wala talaga eh. Hindi ko magawa yung multitasking things, yung mga natural sa akin na kailangan ginagawa ko. Pero nagawa ko rin siya eventually dahil uh, kinailangan. Tapos mm-hmm. lalo na when in the band, kinailangan ko na rin talaga. I have to know my parts by heart. I have to know the song like my life depended on it or something like that kasi you iniisip ko na lang din na dapat hindi ko rin masyadong iniisip people went to the show to see us na ma-enjoy nila yung buong experience experience yun yung experience so i can't be the downer there you know mm. yeah. yeah that makes sense yeah. uh you mentioned the day job what was your day job um, for a while this is right before um Right before Never the Strangers, I was doing uh, marketing content creation. Alongside that, parang nagtuturo-turo pa ako ng guitar. So, yeah. Yun yung parang naging day job ko for a while. And uh, I guess prior to that, mostly it's really teaching. Guitar instruction. So, dun rin ako nahasa. Dun rin ako na mas nagkaroon ng appreciation with all the technicalities and the, the things that I wasn't able to to learn in a conservatory setting. Thankfully, I was trained by people who graduated and really did well in conservatory and explained it to me in such ways that I would uh, I would understand. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, hindi, gato lang yan, Bert. 
Ganto lang. Yan. Good. <laughs> so, yun, natuturo so, mo na rin sa mga studyante mo. Yeah. Sabi nila, in teaching, you learn twice. So, naging parang motivational mantra ko yun. Kasi, you know, I, as I was learning a lot more than what was required, mas natututunan ko pa yung mga, mas naiintindihan ko at na-appreciate ko yung mga sineshare ko rin at mga na-re-receive ko rin. So, it's a cycle that to this day, um, ginagawa ko pa rin. You know, I, I learn a lot from my peers, especially from from the band, from our manager and all that. Marami pa rin. Marami ako At what point did it look sustainable to you to finally let go of the day job? Because I can imagine, di ba, uh, your parents might have something to say about it. Na given how yung perspective ng outsider towards the entertainment industry is that it's generally unsustainable. My dad, when I decided to head towards media, he was actually supportive, very uncharacteristic of the stereotypical Chinoy father. So, na-curious ako about your experience in a Filipino and Chinese household. Siguro sa sustainability mo. Sa sustainability, okay pa nung pagkapasok ko, talagang ano pa eh, steady pa talaga lahat ng mga show. So, sabi ko, uy, okay to. And I could still do stuff on the side. So, I guess, it wasn't just, it was the... Being in a band wasn't the, the sole thing that I was doing. It was one of the, the priorities, but I still needed to do some other things on the side just to just to uh, be able to sustain myself and or save up a bit more to sustain other people and all that for life and for family. Pero I guess in terms of support, naging concerned din siya in a way that kailangan kasi the expectation I think would be like if you get into this, you gotta really push it. To the max level and be the star. You know, so be the star. Ganyan. Pero yung habul ko kasi na achieve ko din naman. Cause uh, the notion of being in a band is something that I really like and love, or just playing music in general. Actually, yung nangyari sa akin with Never the Strangers. Ano ba tawag dun? Serendipity ba? Tama, tama ba yun? Kasi nung college parang tinatanong na rin nila ako if hey do you wanna join the band because one of the members was mag- migrating to Canada I think yeah eh, at the time I still wanted to explore so many other things I wanted to see whether you know the psych stuff would pan out and everything so I did that first tapos nung medyo ano na medyo patapos na yung contract ko sa, sa day job ko biglang tumawag na si Nash in drummer namin, I'm like, hey man, do you want to be part of the band? <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is it. Oh, this is it. So, timing lang talaga. Timing lang din. Timing lang din. Kaya nung time na yun, um, nung when I got into the band, mas nakita na ng parents ko na, okay, this is, this is more of a career that you really have to, it's still a career that, like any other career, but you have to really put in the work and all right. the, the bells and whistles along with it. Pero, Supportive naman rin ang parents ko eh. Because um, si mami rin naman yung nagturo sa akin mag-gitara. Shame first teacher ko. And then dad really likes um, listening to a lot of the main influences that I have. Like jazz, funk, the big bands, Earth, Wind & Fire. And um, the Jake Concepcion saxophone things. Yun na naman yung mga trip nila eh. It's just that like any other parent. And you know like any adult who cares about future of the youngin'. Kailangan pa rin ano eh, yung security of everything. Pero hindi naman sila talagang sobrang against it because music has always been there in my life. So nagkataon lang na tumayaming na, uy may opportunity. So, yun na, 
let's take it at this point let's take it and make it something out of it before you got into never the strangers diba sabi mo uh, you were a sessionist so you would go through different bands and you mga session musicians are plug and play basically diba so you come in when they need you and all that but now that you're part of a fixed lineup of a group ano yung mga nakita mo sa music industry na dati as an outsider you never would have thought na ganun yun whether good or bad like can you explain that to me as someone who's not an insider akala ko ganun lang kadali makakuha ng gig <laughs> Okay, as in booking-wise. Booking-wise, you know, it's really, talagang depende pa rin talaga sa, sa na, nagagawa mo for the people, for the listeners and everything. The more that you kind of like, nahihele mo sila, nabibigyan mo sila ng memorable uh, uh, instance in life while they're just looking out there in the skies and uh, sipping a cup of coffee. Pag na, may naalala sila bigla, tapos yung song yung nag-play, ano na yun eh, isang instance na yun na, oh, you'd probably get a gig at this point. Pero hindi ko inexpect na medyo mas mahirap makakuha ng mga shows if you if you just stay like, an, I don't know, neutral or just you just be complacent. You really gotta keep putting out stuff or keep getting the, the creative minds flowing para hindi ma, maubusan or anything. I guess that's even more, I guess, apparent. Or mas detaw siya ngayon dahil walang gigs. So we have to really think of other ways to to create and to to share the music that we have with uh, with the small confines of our homes and bedrooms. Kasi dati ba, studio and all that. Mm. So that's one. Yung hindi ko naiintindihan before, na medyo parang naiintindihan ko na ngayon, is the the songs. May at pala yun, yung parang the royalties that happen, di ba? Akala ko, sa gigs talaga, well, mainly sa gigs naman talaga nakakuha nung, nung bigger brunt of the the returns. Pero yung royalties, hindi ko masyadong napansin going in. Pero importante rin talaga siya as a creator, as a writer, and as a, as part of the band. Importante rin na kahit yun, umaandar. Kasi yun din talaga yung kung saan magagaling yung pinaka- kikitain mo. Yun yung extra stuff na kailangan mo. And um, I guess one of the things that I I was surprised going in coming from a sessionist and slightly show band perspective kasi some of my my colleagues were people in show bands. Hindi mo kailangan i-play lahat. Parang ganun. Doon ako nabulat. As a show band you have to play a hundred plus songs just to get enough or at least through my experience. Pero dito parang okay na kahit yung ilang hits mo lang eh. So doon ako nagulat. Okay na kahit yung ilang hits lang what like at a gig or even yeah. just you being a member of the band you just know how to you just have to know kung paano itugtog yung hits and then you're good. Ade at a gig, at a gig. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah just ako, give the people what they want then masaya sila, 'di ba? Doon ako nagulat parang oh wow. So this is a wow. And that's being oblivious of many other things. <laughs> Because uh All I really knew about getting into the bands was just to play and play and play and enjoy and enjoy and enjoy. The technicalities and the details, parang mas later on ko lang talaga na na-realize at naiintindihan kasi masaya ako nung coming in. Tsaka masaya pa rin naman ako kahit pa paano. Kahit di masyad, wala masyadong gigs. Kasi yun talaga eh. Having the opportunity to play and to create is still, well, to me, a blessing and uh, a great thing. And, uh, and I realized ko, 
na yung mga heroes, mga colleagues na na inaidolize ko and everything, really kind and wonderful people din sila. Yun yung isang na... Let's bounce off of that. Uh, oh. Who is a musical idol or somebody who you really admired growing up from the scene na na-experience mo makatrabaho directly and you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm working with so-and-so na legend? Well, si, si manager, si, si Rico Blanco. Yan. I mean... I think you know this. Back in high school, the rave of Liwanag sa Dilim was, yeah, man. was the thing. I think that was one of the reasons why people associated me. I mean, in our batch where, you know, like, hey, he could play guitar. Because mm. I'm one of those people who could play the, the solo of that guitar. Right. Yun, yun. Parang pipe dream lang talaga na. Kasi pag, pag fair, pag tubutugtug na yung River Mayo, kaya nakikita na si Rico Blanco, ha? Huh? Rico Blanco, ganyan, ganyan. Even up until college when, you know, I was able to see him uh, play uh, in one of our fields and tapos, uh, nandun ako sa harap. Tapos nakikita ko siya. Parang ang big deal na sa akin nun. Tapos, you know, who would have thought 10 years later or so, parang biglang I'm working with him, you know. You have his he, number. He, you can DM him anytime you want. Yeah, he knows my name. <laughs> he knows my name. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you never thought that you'd, you know, you'd be in a studio and making songs and you'd be learning so much from him from, from producing from arranging from writing and you get insight yung smaller details of the feelings and the reason behind the music that you play Parang, okay but this would would match this better or this would you know. and at first you would think na Huh? What are you talking about? This is great. But then, know, 12 hours later, you wake up, parang, ah, okay, naririnig ko na. Naririnig ko na na hindi pala ganun yun. Hindi na yun. So, hindi ko naisip na magkakaroon ng ganun situation. And let alone being in the band, you know, I always thought I would just be able to collaborate with the band in terms of the smaller projects that they have on the side. You know, like with Ace, we never really had like a song that we could do, that we were able to work on. And tapos uh, yun, nakagawa na rin kami for the EP. So, yun. Hindi talaga, hindi ko in-expect na ganun yung mangyayari. Tapos, yung isa pa din, yung mga producers na ina-idolize ko rin, si Sir Angie Rizul. Isa pa yun. Who is like, well-known to all, to most if not all, the songs that you know and love from from our local scene, you know. Parang nandun lahat siya. Parang siya yung pumihit, siya yung, nag, siya yung nag, uh, nag-ayos ng mga songs. Nandun yung pangalan niya. So, being able to see him work and talk to him about, you know, the questions and things and topics about music production was already a big a big thing for me. You know, like a milestone even. Parang I get to talk to him! Me! I get to talk to him! <laughs> Tapos ano, parang you know, I, th- I think that I, I just really appreciate the conversations that I have with the heroes that I look up to because it's really there. That's where yeah. you see the insight, the philosophy, how how the person is. Yun, yun yung, I guess yun yung mga immediate na naisip ko na sobrang tumatak kasi alam ko marami na rin eh, pero more of sa gigs ko na nakikita at nakasalamuha. Pero I guess those top legend Rico Blanco. Sino, sino pa ba yung mga... I guess yun, yun, yun. 
So as we wind down here, I want to ask about the feeling of being that kid at the fairs or at the variety shows. Nakwento mga yung experience mo of being in the front row sa mosh pit watching people like Rico Blanco. <laughs> and now, you're on those stages yourself. Have you ever had the experience where nasa savior ka mismo or nasa Ateneo ka mismo and now you're the one that, that's on stage and that's being paid to perform? And what's that like? Well, there's this one gig in the Savior Fair that we were able to play and um, it was overwhelming. You know, First of all, there are so many changes in school now that I don't really recognize the school that we you know, stood on for so long. Tapos, uh, ano eh, surreal na challenging pa din. Kasi on one end, parang, yes, I get to do this now. Yeah. Hindi na sayang yung mga, yung mga long lunch breaks na hindi ako makain. <laughs> Tapos napapractice lang. Hindi na sayang yung mga after school clubs na pinupuntaan natin para mas maintindihan kung bakit interesado tayo sa mga bagay-bagay na interesado tayo. Like for me, guitar and effects and all that. So, hindi na sayang lahat yun. Tapos uh, nagkaroon pa ng sense of... Uh, responsibility now. Because eh. when you're on stage, this is something that, you know, just I recently just came into terms with, I guess. When you're on stage, you hold the responsibility to kind of like share the thing that you learned and to also kind of inspire. But not intentionally, but you just have it because you're there. People look up to you. You're there. You're going to present yourself. So whether it's a good gig or a bad gig, there is that responsibility, I guess, that you have to to hold up to and uh, to imbibe in all of those things that you try to to do in every show. At the other end, man, I'm in school. I'm remembering so many things. Parang yun yung isa pang other end. Oh my God, I'm remembering so many other things. Why am I here in school? <laughs> oh, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> yeah, like, tapos ano din eh. In that gig, let me just share this. In that gig, I saw a lot of our teachers. Okay. Uh, ka nila? Yeah, oh my God. Even the ones in grade school. Mm. Weirdly enough, the people that I, the teachers and the staff that I've made friends with in grade school, owner student or maraming awards at the time. And even with the people who had the like the star singer or the star choir member that you know I wasn't that you know I just really enjoy what I was doing I was more of the artsy artsy fartsy guy actually back then so yung thing na naalala pa pala ako ng, ng school ng, ng mga tao dun is a big thing tapos there's this other gig naman in Ateneo na na ano naalala ko lang din sa Ateneo mas lax na eh, kasi mas marami ng tao Right. I don't know if you get this, but um, you're one of many other people who tried to find themselves and now you're here. And I think that's nothing new to the universities or to the colleges. Like, okay, you found yourself. Great. I think we did our job. <laughs> <laughs> Parang yun yung vibe sa akin. Pero iba pa rin yung feeling na nakakatugtog ka sa kung saan ka nanggaling. Hindi lang sa tugtog eh. Like, you're able to contribute some sort of thing or entertain people in that place na that you grew up with and uh, learned all the ropes for so long. Parang right. Iba yun, iba yun. Kaya, looking back now, like, the, the teenage Bert who just wanted to actually just play acoustic guitar and to the me now who kind of knows a lot more than he expected. Parang, 
it's really overwhelming as well and uh, a big surprise that I wasn't really prepared for, but here we are. <laughs> here we are, yeah. Before I let you go, Bert, tell our listeners about the EP. Because um, in, in our many uh, online conversations since the pandemic hit, you've talked to me about uh, trying your hand at being more of a vocalist this time, really pushing yourself forward, uh, putting your, your own melodies, your own raps into yung, yung mga songs ninyo. So tell us about the EP and maybe give them something to, to get excited about. Well, this EP is already available. It's been long available in Spotify and all your streaming platforms. It's this called is the one with Hang In It. Yes, the one in Hang. This is Touchdown, the EP. It has six songs, which are... If you've been listening to Never the Strangers for a long while now, you'd see that this one is a bit more different, a bit more pop, modern pop-esque in that particular um, field of the, the genre spectrum. And uh, it, this is more of the more experimental things that we did because um, it didn't really involve a lot of the mindset of playing as a rock band more of like really producing songs songs that you could sing to songs that you could um, hum to and uh, accompany you in your day to days tapos syempre nga nasabi mo nga na may song doon may aspect na I really tried to to go out of the comfort zone we all tried to go out of our comfort zones in, in this particular EP so on my end uh, I tried my hand on rapping because uh, at one point when I was trying to, to come up with a song, parang yeah, try natin. Try. Sinabi ko lang yun. Parang try lang natin. And then I guess everything in the EP revolved around try lang natin. Let's make, let's make it work. Let's try to see where this is gonna go. And eventually parang yun yun, nabuo siya. Nabuo yung mga ganong songs. And uh, I guess it's also one of those uh, collection of songs where you can say everyone really found a way to at least synergize their different aspects, different preferences, and different uh, styles into a single song. Because a lot of the songs were really written by Ace, but this time around, we had so much hand in it and even so much things that we could squish inside so that we could uh, present them and say that, Uy, kami to. Never the strangers to. So there's that. In the next few... Hopefully months. In the next few months, makalabas pa kami ng parang follow-up EP kasi this time around, how does Never the Strangers sound like if they're making stuff at home? Parang yun naman yung thing. Parang yun sa studio, yun. How do they sound like when they're, you know, in a remote situation and trying to make these kinds of songs? Paano naman kaya yun? So yun. <laughs> well, like I said, diba? This was really meant to be like a conversation too long, too unfiltered for radio. So I had to end it with a radio style questions. Tell us about your EP. Uh, you know, give the listeners something to like latch onto or whatever. On a less serious note, how can our listeners find you, man? Like if they wanna uh, shoot the shit with you online, san kanila pwedeng IDM? Uh, me personally, if you wanna go to my personal accounts, quote unquote, you could always look for DB Hertz. That's D B H U R T Z on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok. Tito Bert. Yeah, and um, so Twitter ata may underscore sa harap or sa likod. Basta, basta yun. May, may kita niyo naman, may picture naman. But, but mostly it's there if you have uh, questions and uh, you just wanna like ask, hey, how you doing? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's mostly there. And if you want to catch the, the band and uh, you, if you have questions for the band, you can always go to NT Strangers, NT Strangers. Latneon, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Spotify, TikTok, and the rest. Please do ask us some questions every now and then. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, Bert. I've been excited for this, you know, just to really catch up with you. Na kahit papano nakikita tayo, and we actually get to talk and not just type and chat. So, oh yeah! <laughs> thank you for for spending this hour with me. Sobrang nagenjoy ako, and it, it's nice to reconnect with your old friends. And in many ways, I'm seeing na you know you've you've grown a lot, but you're still the same guy that I was friends with back in the day. So I'm taken back to that first time na I saw yung hang on our playlists a wave, and I was like, holy shit! I am playing a song with my <laughs> with my old friend from school on the radio, and I'm introducing the song. So like that just made me super happy. And it was really nuts and surreal to have that experience. So uh, it's nice to just circle back and have this opportunity to reconnect, man. Yes, thank you too, man. I mean, it's an honor. It's such an honor and uh, a pleasure to be able to have this conversation with you. And I really am grateful. And it's really been a while, you know. Hopefully, magkita kita na tayo face to face and all that. And hang out by 2024. Oh, uh, well. Uh... Twenty-eight. <laughs> yeah, one of these days. Maybe you and I yeah. should hang out sometime. Huge thanks once again to my man Bert Ong from Never the Strangers for joining me right here on deck with Stan C. Um, we should have done this on Wave 89.1 pre-pandemic. Like that was one of the events that actually got me and Bert to talk regularly again because napadaan yung Never the Strangers a wave. Uh, but yeah, you know, things have a funny way of working out. And I'm just glad that we got to record this episode and that we were able to catch up through the podcast. So thanks again, Bert. Now, before I get out of here, let me uh, plug a couple of things that I want you to hear about. First off, if you want to keep supporting the podcast, you can do that through your online shopping. Now, let's talk about the other one. Let's talk about Shopee because, again, malapit na naman ang 9-9. So if you want to help out on deck at no extra cost to you, all you have to do is to hit up tinyurl.com slash ondeck X Shopee. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash O-N-D-E-C-K-X-S-H-O-P-E-E. Do that on your mobile phone browser, then it'll take you straight to the app. And then from there, just click checkout and a portion of what you spend goes to OnDeck and to Podcast Network Asia so we can keep doing what we do best here on the podcast, and that is to bring you the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. If you're looking for other content to check out, of course, you may know that I also host the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast here on Podcast Network Asia alongside my friends Romoran and Chino Liao. Last week, we did a SummerSlam Winners and Losers podcast alongside our friend Carlo Pamintuan of ESPN5 and One Sports. So go check that out. Or if you want to catch the live streams, they're on every Thursday at 7 p.m. on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod or on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. I've also got a new podcast called Now Steaming, a Chinoy podcast, and that is something I host alongside the co-creators of So Asian Comics, Kimberly Mass and Cedric Cheng. We've had a great season so far, and we're about to hit our season finale. In fact, it's this week, and this week's episode features Anton C. of Pasig City's local government. He's their public transport chief, and we have a very insightful conversation about being a Chinoy millennial getting into public service, and we unpacked all of that in the season finale of Now Steaming, a Chinoy podcast. Now, if you've been following me on social media at underscore Stan C or at underscore S-T-A-N-S-Y on Twitter or Instagram, you may have noticed that I've posted about my recent interviews with 
WWE Champion Bobby Lashley and Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. That's on TapGo. You can check that out on the TapGo app. And I'm also part of the Chinoy TV documentary, Chinese by Blood, Filipino by Heart. That's produced by Chinoy TV and it airs on CNN Philippines every Sunday night at 8 p.m. with replays on the Chinoy TV Facebook page every Wednesday. So if you want to know more about the Chinoy identity and the Chinoy lived experience, go check out that documentary or go check out Now Steaming, a Chinoy podcast. As for me, I got to get out of here. But before I put this episode in the books, I've got to tease next week's guest. And boy, this is a big one. This is a huge get for me. He was also part of my dream guest list for season three. I'm talking to Chico Garcia, the legend from The Morning Rush on Monster RX 93.1. That's coming up. But for now, thank you so much to our babyface producers, Nikai, Sola, and Gel for putting these episodes together. And thank you very much to Podcast Network Asia for giving us this platform to bring you all these podcasts, pandemic, and ECQ season three notwithstanding. On that note, my name is Stan C. I got to get out of here. So please remember to mask up, double mask even, stay safe, only go out if you absolutely have to. If you can, go get your vaccines. If you can, go register to vote. And come 2022, let's vote these fuckers out of power. All right? I'm out of here. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.